everyone, and welcome to Sugar Daddies, a podcast where two grown men rate and review seasonally available mass-produced foodstuffs. As always, joining me to my right is Alex. And as always, joining me to my left is Chris. Hello, Alex. Hey, Chris. What's going on? So here in Minnesota, we have finally left winter. It seems that way. And we have entered the mud season. There's not a lot of snow on the ground, but I don't think it's quite mud season. My boots tell a very different story. So even though it has warmed up just enough outside to become gross, it is still fairly cold outside. Yeah, I'm definitely wearing my winter coat still. We're at the awkward tail end sweater season. Yeah, this is where like my current winter coat is a little warm, but not so warm that I want to switch, but I could... But then, you know, I have to, like, dig through the closet to find my other coat. Yeah, and you don't want to just go out with two windbreakers. You look like a real jerk. Yeah, like a guy who just stole a couple windbreakers. Exactly. So we are staving off the cold with some oven-toasted treats. That we are. They both look kind of gross right now. But I expect them to perk right up as soon as we put them in the oven. Given the warnings on these boxes, I am less optimistic than you are. First off tonight, we've got Oreo churros, which I'm pretty sure uh, are nothing like regular churros. Yes. I feel like these are mostly churro in shape. They look churro-ish. Yeah. I guess that's good enough, right? I guess. I mean, at least for J&J snack foods. Yeah. These are not made by Nabisco. They're actually made by J&J, which apparently has like a real good churro production line. Imagine it's just a network of food carts across various state fairs, and then just every third churro, they mail back to home base. Yeah. Yeah, so these really don't look like the traditional churro, which is kind of similar to a funnel cake sort of batter, maybe with a little bit extra vanilla in it, deep fried, and then rolled in cinnamon and sugar. Which is a delicious combination. These are made of sort of an Oreo cookie type material filled with... Oreo filling? I don't know how well that stuff heats. Yeah, when you think about it, it's a very weird combination. Are these Oreos that are shaped like churros? Or are these churros that are flavored like Oreos? Well, we'll have to put them in our mouths and find out. On the box, it calls it a mashup. But not just a regular mashup. The ultimate mashup. The ultimate mashup? Yeah, that is clearly not true. That was the Hulk versus Wolverine, the seminal piece of Marvel Comics. Do we have any idea what's in these things? Alex, there is a concerning amount of ingredients in these. Wow. Uh, How many ingredients would you estimate? Give me a number. I would say no more than 200 ingredients. I'm looking at the box right now. It is a long list. You may be approximately correct. That 200 seems like a reasonable option here. Yeah. Typically, we like to point out weird ingredients in these. These look like a science project, which maybe that's a good sign. Well, I guess they won't go bad, ever. Well, here's the thing. Those gummy bears that we had were organic and had a very short ingredient list, and they were disgusting. So, small amount of ingredients does not mean good. Well, that's a fair assessment. Despite not being made by Nabisco, these are official Oreo churros, and they spell cream the wrong way, just like real Oreos. So, after looking over the nutritional information on the back of this... Yeah. This might be the worst thing that we've put in our bodies for the podcast. 
So you're saying that you're surprised that a fried stick with cream filling is bad for us? I'm not surprised that it's bad. I'm surprised at how bad it is. Yeah, so I'm not fully sure, but I think this might be the most calorically dense food that we've had. I mean, I can't say that 100% without going back and checking the tome of sugar daddies. Despite my brain telling me no, my stomach is saying yes. So can we get to eating these things yet? Yeah, let's toss them in the oven and see what happens. I was skeptical of how these were going to turn out because they don't look particularly appetizing. And also it's a pre-fried food going in the oven, but they're actually pretty good. I tend to agree. Uh, My only concern was I wanted more churro flavor out of them. They were sort of in a weird middle ground between Oreo flavor and churro flavor while not really committing to either. Yeah, they were really a Switzerland of flavor. The good thing to come out of that, because it wasn't very Oreo-like, is the filling didn't taste anything like Oreo filling. I'm not a big fan of Oreo filling, so it was a plus in my book. Yeah, that outside batter part was like the chocolate wafer cookie, but not as flavorful. And then the Oreo filling, yeah, it was just sort of flat. I mean, it was sweet. You knew it was in there, but it certainly did not bring the flavor that standard Oreo filling does. But it also fell a little bit flat on the churro flavor. Which, there was some churro flavor there, but not enough for me to imagine that I was at a Spanish market eating a delicious churro while I shopped around for fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, this did not invoke the feeling of the Mediterranean sun beating down on our face. And one thing we didn't point out during the initial description of the food is that it comes with a little packet of ground up cookies and sugar that you pour on top of them once they're done baking. Yeah, that was a huge surprise. You opened up the box, and I expected to see the little churro bites. And lo and behold, there was this white packet that I had no idea what I was supposed to do with. Thankfully, Chris was there to explain. Yeah, and you really have to load them down with that sugar cookie mixture to get a good amount of flavor in them. The more mix, the better. Yeah, and that's fine. But that mix did not want to stick to the side of those churros. Like a little bit stayed on because they're kind of that weird pointy star shape but most of it just went right on the pan. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. You really, really had to load it on for it to stick at all. Or maybe I'd do like a shot where you like you take a bite of the churro and then you've just got that cookie mix on your hand and then you lick that and then you drink a swig of milk, like with tequila. I'll be trying that later. Here's the thing, that started off as a joke and actually ended up as a real idea. That was probably the best idea you've had all week, Chris. It's been a pretty slow week for me. I'm not terribly familiar With a genuine churro, I have to admit I don't eat them very often, but Chris, can you kind of give our listeners a sense of where it went well and uh, maybe where it missed in the churro department? So one thing that it did pretty well, and well considering that we baked it in a toaster oven, is it had a nice crunch to the outside. Like The texture was pretty close to being there, as close as you can get without having actually fried it. Uh, Because one that you would get from like a restaurant has that super nice crispy outside and that sort of almost gooey soft inside. It got pretty close to doing that. Regular churros though are way more flavorful. And as I said, like this flavor profile is just sort of super flat. Fair enough. Another thing that they got right about these, and I was pretty surprised about this, is they smell like they've been fried. Yeah, there's definitely a good fried smell going on there. It was a little jarring to smell that. 
and Oreo at the same time, but not altogether bad. It was definitely a little unsettling. Um, and I'm sure they fry them at the factory before they're sent out. But even when they were frozen, just when you open up that bag and take a sniff, they smell fried. Not as strong as one that you would get from like a street vendor or something. But given that I bought these in the frozen food section and we made them in the saddest kitchen implement of all, a toaster oven. Pretty good. Yeah. When they came out of the oven, it was a lot better smell. The pre-oven smell was a little weird. Yeah. Pre-oven, disconcerting. Post-oven, pretty uplifting. Yeah. So continuing the theme of fried foods, we have a product that I initially thought was fake. And then I saw it in the store, and it is very disconcerting. It is a product that firmly reminds me of the end of summer. No, end of summer because of its natural conclusion of time, or end of summer because you've died of a heart attack? End of summer, like the Minnesota State Fair. Ah, yes. We have Hostess's Deep Fried Twinkies. The answer to a problem nobody had. I'm pretty sure people need deep fried Twinkies, but once a year, and they can get them at the state fair. Yeah, I don't know why we need more. Alex, now you can get them year-round at Walmart. That is not a joke. That is the only store that sells these. I don't know if that's an exclusivity deal or simply a cry for help. So these Twinkies are standard Twinkie size, and by all accounts, just a regular Twinkie you would find at the store, but dipped and fried in funnel cake batter. So I understand covering stuff in batter and frying it makes it delicious. But typically, the stuff that you're battering is not bread. What we're dealing with here is breaded bread. That's how we roll at the state fair. Breaded bread. Actually, you know, now that you say that, that does make perfect sense. So disregard. One of my favorite things about this box is the serving suggestions on the back. What's the serving suggestion? So there's two Polaroid photos of the deep fried Twinkies. One's got a little powdered sugar over the top and a gentle drizzle of melted chocolate. And the other one has, ugh, is that ketchup? Wait, what? It looks like ketchup. That looks disturbingly like ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a strawberry in the background. So who's to say? Yeah, I genuinely feel if you're making these, you're not plating them up to be that fancy. Who are you trying to impress with your deep fried Twinkies? Oh, yeah, you're definitely not trying to impress anybody. And honestly, right next to those pictures, it says the fun of the state fair right out of your oven, which no one's trying to impress anyone at the state fair. This is really a sign of a product. They know what their audience is, and then they just way overreach. I feel like the target audience was sold at deep fried. They didn't even get to the Twinkies word. That is an excellent point. It's like the Midwest Jerry Maguire. Well, Alex, do you have chocolate that we can melt over the top of these? Nope. Do you have a bottle of ketchup? Yep. All right. Well, we know what option we're going with now. Alex, when we pulled these Twinkies out of the oven, it was as though... A thousand cardiologists screamed out at once and then were silenced. These definitely smelled fried. That was the first thing that I noticed. Yeah, they did definitely have the state fair fried smell to them. It was a cleaner fried smell, mainly because at the state fair, they don't change out the oil nearly enough. And there's like cows pooping a block away next door nearby. (laughs) It's just sort of aerosoled in the air. Yeah. 
very little livestock feces in these. Almost undetectable. <laughs> if they really wanted to capture the essence of the state fair, they needed to include smoked things, sunscreen, and the sound of a screaming child. Yeah, I wonder if they could do it like those cards that play happy birthday when you open them up. You open up the box and it's just the sound of a crying child and a parent just losing it. If they could also somehow include uh, sunstroke in this, it's quite frankly indistinguishable from fair food. Yeah, you about nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so let's actually talk about the food <laughs> instead of just making fun of the state fair. Um, they were pretty good. Yeah. I don't love fried food, but if I ignored the fried portion of it and focused on the Twinkie inside, I actually think this was a better Twinkie than a regular Twinkie. Yeah, it weirdly was. Now, we've discussed many times before on the podcast the Twinkie skin that you get on the bottom. This did not have it. It was a solid consistency throughout it. And also, you pointed out, the filling seems different. And I agree. Yeah, the filling was a lot stiffer, had more of a backbone to it. Yeah, all in all, sort of ironically, it almost felt less greasy than a real Twinkie. The sponge cake itself? Yeah, not as greasy. The outer fried portion? A little greasy. But it wasn't exactly dripping oil. Yeah, it wasn't dripping oil, but you could tell it had been fried, though. So, But all in all, yeah, less grease than your standard Twinkie, I feel. I would be curious to try it without the deep fried outside. I bet I'd actually like it a lot. That, quite frankly, seems like a task that is near impossible. But I would definitely sit there and watch you do it. Sounds hilarious. So given the plating instructions it has on the back, do you think those would have helped this? I wouldn't mind some chocolate. That sounds good. And if it wasn't actually ketchup, but real strawberry sauce, wouldn't be too bad. I could see going for it. I would be hesitant to add more sugar to these. They're pretty sweet to start off with, but I could see some strawberry sauce being pretty good on these. It could be like a dark chocolate sauce. Somehow that just doesn't sound good. I can't pinpoint why it doesn't sound good. It just doesn't. And just a squirt of mustard. Yeah, mustard, relish, put that inside of a bun, and there you go. Twinkie wiener sandwich. It's like the MC Escher of cardiovascular disease. <laughs> Trademark sugar daddies. One of the things I noticed on the front of the box is it says original golden, which suggests to me that maybe there are other flavors. I think there's a chocolate one too. Uh, hold on. The internet says there's chocolate, too. I kind of want to try that, but what would you top it with? What do you think the picture is on the back? More chocolate? Probably. Some sort of white sauce, like a hollandaise, or... I mean, you have not lived until you've had an eclair with a Blanc sauce. Oh, let's pull it back a little bit. We're getting dangerously close to starting another change.org petition. One last thing I do want to point out about this box. There are a lot of warnings on it. And I get they have to put those on all food that you make in your oven, but it somehow seems more disconcerting having it on a box of deep fried Twinkies. What are some of the warnings? Uh, first of all, there is a clear warning if you've lost your filling. I, wait, I'm sorry, Chris. If you've lost your filling? Yeah, if you have baked your Twinkie for so long, the filling has hemorrhaged out. It tells you, hey, next time, cook it for a couple of minutes less, dummy. Now what am I going to do with what I've already cooked? I don't throw it in the garbage, give it to your child when they start barking at you. Also, it very specifically says, do not put this in the microwave, which now I really want to put it in the microwave. Sounds like a mess waiting to happen. 
All right, Alex. Well, I think that tightening sensation in my chest means that we should get moving along here. Oreo churros. Are they worth it? I want to say yes, but probably not. I'm going to give them a solid worth a try. They're not the best thing ever, but they're also not terrible. Hi, right, Chris. And how about your take on the deep fried Twinkies? Yay or nay? Yay? Here's the thing. If you look at these things and you say, I want to eat that, you're probably going to enjoy it. Whatever your base visceral reaction is to this product is how you're going to feel about it in the long run. I tend to agree with that. I was ambivalent yet terrified, and that's kind of how I came out of it in the end. I'm glad I tried them. It was an interesting comparison between the actual ones at the State Fair and these. Uh, That said, I'm not a big fan of them to begin with, and while I was surprised at how good they were, I would also have to pass. I think that will have to wrap up our fake fried food extravaganza. It was only two things, Chris. I don't know if it counts as an extravaganza. Alex, it was an extravaganza of calories. If our listeners wanted to get into contact with us, where would they do that? Our listeners can find us on Facebook if they search for Sugar Daddy's Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Sugar Daddy's Pod. And we're on Instagram at Sugar Daddy's Podcast. If you want to regale us with your favorite fried food at the state fair, or just want to give us a suggestion, send an email to comments at sugardaddiespodcast.com. Yeah, I'm going to lay down and have uh, Coco jump on my chest for a little bit. See if she can't get the old ticker going. I'm going to grab the uh, baby bottle brush and just start going to town on my arteries. That's easy enough to do, right? I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sounds of my artery slamming shut.